Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. But what's occurring? What's occurring, but how's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. I've uh, first day of Germany in the bank. Uh, we started off with a 2.2 kilometer prologue around some city in Germany. But uh, yeah, George put it out on their Twitter asking for who would be asking for my time, and Frederick Bo was one second off, so congrats to you. He said I'd do it in 2.37, I did it in 2.36. So that's been my day, long ass day, you know what they're like, and especially, you know, out on, this, out on the bike this morning and then come back, have some lunch, travel to the race, do the recon for 2K. But um, yeah, that was won by Ethan Verne, smashed it actually. So yeah, young British lad leading the race, going into tomorrow. Um, he rides team pursuit then, didn't he? Yeah, it was that type of um, sprinter team pursuit that type of thing. Two point two k. Yeah, actually, I made a I made a good prediction this morning, and I got to tell you because I'm quite proud. I said the first four will be Ethan Hater, Ethan Vernon, Mads Pedersen, and Danny Van Poppel, and I don't know in what order. They were the top four apart from Hater Gator, so he let me down. So three of the top four, right? It's good, yeah. isn't it? Oh, fair play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was that random guy from Tudor, wasn't it? He was third or fourth. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if he's a track rider or what, but yeah, he smashed it. Fair play. But how's uh, how's things over in Spain, mate? You had a TTT day and it was crazy hot, apparently. Yeah, it was roasting hot. We um, went to the Catalonia uh, circuit where Formula One is and the MotoGP next week, apparently, um, just to do some TTT stuff. Because obviously nice and safe, not doing it out on the road. Yeah, it was good. Good to get on the old skis, um, flying around there. But yeah, it was super hot. It was, um, I think it was around 36, 37. But then obviously doing it around there with all the, the tarmac and stuff, it just felt roasting. And we were doing it all race kit as well. Aero helmets on, all that jazz. So it was hot. The Plusky was like... We had this meeting and then he stands up and he's like walking to the back to get a drink and he's like, can anyone else think it's hot? And he's just like dripping with sweat. He's just like, he's in his kit, but you know, his water just pouring off his head. It's just like, yeah, mate, yeah, it is pretty hot, but not as hot as what you look like at the minute. But so, but yeah, you know what yeah, it's wait like. Wait till we step off the bus and wait till we step off the bus and start pushing 500 watts, mate. Yeah, 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 because we had just done the warm-up type thing. Um, uh, yeah, so it was about 40-odd minutes. So, you know, when you're in the aero helmet, 40-odd minutes going around there, it gets quite warm. So then we did a few efforts, a lot shorter. And that was good, but it was just to sort of get the order. You know what it's like? It always seems... Um, 
you know, like the order of the team, do you think it's really that? It is important, isn't it? But it seems to be made out to be really important when you're talking about it. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's not, you can kind of put people you know anywhere what? really, can't you? And often the way you, okay, it's good to start with an order and the perfect ideal plan aerodynamically and strength versus weaknesses. But you often find someone misses a turn and it all goes peak tong after a little little while anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's a technical course. So we're going to try and stick to the plan for the first one or two changes, ideally. Then after that, it's just, just race it, you know? And it's just basically... If you go in and you think, well, I can maybe do 10 seconds, do seven, swing off, get back on, and then give another seven seconds rather than just blow your doors off type thing. Um, yeah, no egos and all that jazz, but it'll be it'll be a fast one, technical, as I say, at the start, and then a bit longer straight, so it'll be a good one to do. But earlier in the week was forecast rain, which will be nice, but I think it's not anymore, so... How's the how's the after the session though? How's the how's the feeling? How's the boys? Are we on for a are we on for it, mate? Are we on for a win here? <laughs> uh, it was a good session. Like I don't know, it's one of them, innit? It's three days out from the race, so it's not really a training effort. It's more just getting used to being in the line and going around corners and not kicking out of them type of thing. There's all that thing about when you're on the front, you don't take it like an individual TT. You need to go a bit slower, obviously, because there's eight guys behind you. So the eighth guy is still yeah. kind of breaking into the corner while the guy on the front's accelerating out. So it's one of them where, yeah, it all just has to slow down a bit for the guy in front. And it feels a bit weird, to be honest. It feels like, well, this is just too slow. But the guys in the back are still flying around there as quickly as they can, really. So it's just that whole riding as a unit and all that jazz really you know and getting the calls right and you know we practiced the bike change um i threw in a cheeky second one which nobody expected just uh um because the first one wasn't great so yeah it's just getting all that dialed really and everyone on the same page and then it's basically down to the legs and then on the day hopefully yeah and to like to break that down into simple terms so in uh for anyone who hasn't done a uh, team time trial it's like if you go just an individual time trial as soon as you take the corner and as soon as you can put the power down you're like full throttle whereas in a team time trial if there's eight of you if you do that as soon as you exit the corner the eighth guy is just coming into the corner and it's got that like elastic band whiplash effect so in a ttt it's more you exit the corner in your head you maybe go one two and by that point, the eighth guy is around the corner and then you kind of squeeze it on, don't you? Yeah, so, exactly, uh, yeah. yeah, it's such a te- technical aspect, isn't it? But um, Yeah, because at the time you're mate, thinking, wow, I can just go now. Like, it's fine. They'll they'll be getting around the corner and all. everyone's in one line, but it just takes out so much out of you, doesn't it, if you're that eighth guy. And then if they go on the front... And when, if you're the eighth man, yeah. you're thinking, who's that bastard kicking out the corner already? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you obviously yeah. can't give that much on the front. And then so... In the long run, it's it's not good, but yeah, everyone seems to be, everyone's pretty experienced here. Everyone knows what they're doing. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But the only thing is as well, you know, it being in central Barcelona, you can't really do a recon. So the road's obviously closed before the stage. So we probably hopefully get two laps in the day of the race, like a couple of hours before. That's the first time we'll see the circuit. So that adds a 
bit another element to it all really normally you get you can ride it can't you or at least half of it but yeah and 17 18k is actually quite quite a lot to memorize if you only got two laps of it but mate I, i'm gonna uh tell you about my hotel here in germany anyway so we rocked up and uh i look out the window and there's like you can see these two big huts which turn out to be saunas and then there's people sunbathing lounging around <laughs> walking around and you know typical in german everyone is bollocko yeah so uh yeah pork swords and boobies everywhere and then pavel <laughs> pavel's like oh do you want to go down to the sauna i was like oh god uh yeah all right you know got to experience these things don't you so me brendan and uh pavel go down he just just gotta you know go with it so get our kit off um pork swords out go in the sauna and there's about it's a big old sauna there's like 20 people in there all ages men women but it was quite weird how like the first two minutes we were like three little school children like looking at each other mm. and laughing and then after like two minutes it's just well this is normal and then this guy comes in and there's a big um like bowl of water and he's got two big like sticks with loads of leaves on and he dips them in the water and he, dip, um, he explains what he's going to do in german and we look at each other we're just like yeah all right anyway he gets these branches with all these leaves on and he starts swinging them around in the air and it dips them in water swings them around and it makes it so hot mm. like i all three of us said we've never been in a sauna this hot and then he comes up to each individual person like Huh. almost hits you with this bush and all the water flicks on you and it's just like it is the hottest thing in the world and amongst all this we're all naked and we walked out and we were like that was one of the weirdest and wackiest things you've ever done but um yeah an experience nonetheless so yeah that was my afternoon yeah, yesterday I was, ours was told opposite we were riding around in the boiling heat and then jumping in the old ice baths when we got back so it was only, yeah. it was like 12, 13 degrees, which isn't that cold, is it? But it felt so cold because obviously we, we were just so hot after. It's the contrast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's the contrast, yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, that was just sat, sitting in that for a few minutes was cold, but it was actually, it just feels so good, doesn't it? After yeah. being out in the heat for like three, four hours or more probably. But. Yeah, it's just that initial bit before it all goes numb, isn't it? Mm. But um Right, mate, let's take a little break and then we'll dive a bit deeper into this welter and try and pick it apart. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Be still my strength and strength and all right then, mate. So, Walter, three weeks, Lap of Spain, hot, stacked GC group, not such a stacked sprinters field um so i think we start from we kind of spoke about you on the last pod personally but 
of the GC guys, it seems really stacked. Um, you got Jonas Fingergaard, obviously the bookies' favourite. Roglic within the same team. Remco, Mass, Ayuso, Almeida. The list kind of goes on, doesn't it? But um, who's going to win the Welter 2023 in your eyes? <laughs> oh, mate, that's hard. Um, you'd have to say Jumbo are the favourites. With you know Roglic, what won it three times? Obviously, Vinegar, like two-time tour winner. Coming here is obviously gonna. He's not gonna come here just for a jolly, is he? He want. He's gonna. He's gonna have been on it, and he'll want to come and and win the thing. So they're gonna be good. They've got Cus Cus doing his third Grand Tour of the year as well. Um, super good in the last week of the Giro. Super good through the whole tour. Was top ten, wasn't he, until that last stage twenty when he crashed the car. Last. Sorry, just on him as well. I think he's on some mad dog streak that he was part of the tour winning team last year Vuelta winning team last year and then Giro Vuelta this year if I'm not mistaken so he's won four in a row or been part of four wins in a row so this could be not just you know his fifth grand tour yeah winning team in a row yeah true yeah he did tour Vuelta last year and then Giro tour this year yeah and now yeah that's not bad is it um, I think he's done like he's been part of all of Vuelta wins as well or something and yeah, he's obviously good in Calderman as well, so it's a strong, strong lineup. I think, yeah, uh, Dylan as well. So they've got a, a hitter team. So I'd say they're the favourites, and who you'd think would have the best chance. Um, obviously, Remco won it last year. He's going really well, obviously, with the Worlds. Um, yeah, so it'll be different this year, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think he's definitely, I'd say he's, he's stronger in a one day at the moment than a Grand Tour. That's not to say he's weak in a Grand Tour. He's won one, for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was actually going to hit you with that later on. You beat me to it. Uh, but, um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting how he goes. Uh and then, like you say, you know, Mass crashed out of the tour, broke his collarbone, but broken collarbone, kind of back on the bike within a week, aren't you? Um, I think he's going to be good. Um, and then at UAE as well, they got a super strong team, haven't they? Ayuso was, what, third last year? Super young, like 20 or something. Or was he even 19 last year? Whatever, he was young. Um, little bastard. Uh, Almeida, obviously, third in the Giro. Like you say, mate, it's stacked in it. Is Carapaz here? Uh, he is not here. No. No. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's some other guys. To be honest, Vlasov. I haven't done my prep. Vlasov. He was going well in Burgos one day. Um. Nah. Um. <laughs> uh, Yates is not here, though, is he? No, he's not. No. No, but if you think about it, like I'd say, you know, you look over Grand Tours in recent years, most of the guys that have podiumed are here. Like there's not many guys that, it's normally the same guys, isn't it? Normally the same guys win and then second and third generally come out from the same bowl, so to speak. So there's not many guys missing to be fair, like Hugh Carthy, I don't know, he's probably here. Mate, I'd argue that there's a stronger 
Grand Tour um, GC makeup in the Vuelta than there is at the Tour this year. If you think you've got Rog, you know the additions: Roglic, yourself, uh, Ayuso, uh, Rog Roglic. I say him. Uh, yeah. Well, there might be two Rogliches. I don't know. Um, hang on, yourself, Ayuso, Roglic, and then who's not? Who's missing? Okay, Poggy. But across the strength and depth, there's probably more guys to fight for that podium in the Vuelta. It's like, you're not missing, yeah. you're missing Poggy. Who else are you missing? Everyone's there. Yatesy, yeah, Yatesy. Like, okay, two Yatesys and Poggy. You'd say you're the missing. two Yates, but like you're never going to get everyone in the same race, are you? So it's no. probably as strong as it's ever been, really. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? But, and then... Yeah, and I was just going to say, like we say how strong the GC lineup is and then the sprinting lineup, the other side of the coin, is the complete opposite. You know, every man and his dog who could sprint was at the tour and it's really sprinter week here. Like, with no disrespect to the guys who are going, yeah. but compared to the tour, it's chalk and cheese. It's no surprise though, because I've got like a performance plan now, just opened it up. There's four flat stages, four out of the whole... 21 days, four flat days. There's obviously a TTT and an individual time trial. So that brings us to six stages. Then the rest, there's two flat stages with mountaintop finishes. There's six hilly stages and seven mountain stages. It's, it's crazy. It's like, and looking now, it's like stage three, six, eight, and nine. Four in the first week, outdoor finishes with the TTT as well. Even Barcelona on stage two is like a nasty little kicker before the finish. And then second week, you got 11, 13, 14, and 15. And this time trial on stage 10. So there's one sprint in that second week. And then you got in the last week, 16, 17, 18, a sprint, 20, super gnarly day. And then you got... 21 in Paris, uh, Paris, Madrid. <laughs> Easy tiger. Yeah. and I, So, um, it's unreal. I'm questioning what I'm doing here, mate. Basically. <laughs> mate, it's ridiculous. I wish I was in Germany now. Well, I don't really, but it's, it's tough. Yeah. So of them sprinters is, well, I guess the standout two, three, uh, Caden Groves, I'd probably put number one. Um, then you got Milano from UAE and Dainese from DSM. But yeah, in the big scheme of sprinters, you're, you know, you're, you're struggling, aren't you? So, mate, should we? Yeah, even UAE, like, they're not, are they going to ride for stages, you know, for that dude? Like, no, probably not. With the hitters they got as well. So, yeah. and what that'll also do is really put them four flat days that you said about and maybe one or other, one or two other potentials. Um, if the teams aren't really committing to them sprinters then, then flat days could easily turn into breakaway days with you know quite uncontrollable starts so it makes it harder for the whole race yeah 100% should we um, try and somehow come up with the four jersey winners at the end oof yeah let's do it I think we talk about the sprints jersey let's call it a points jersey because it's going to be I reckon someone like well whoever's going to be right up there on GC isn't it like with so many uphill finishes they're going to be getting points there so 
I'll go for like a climber, like a maybe Roglic. You know, he's probably one of the, the quickest. Mate, you literally, you yeah. literally took the name out of my mouth. That was going to be my pick. <laughs> Sorry about that, be- but you have to choose someone else. Beat me to it. Okay, uh, points jersey. If it's not going to be him, then it's going to be. Oh man, um, another fast GC dude. Or just a GC dude that just pisses off the road every day. Yeah, I guess I guess the obvious one is Vinegard then, yeah. Okay, I say Vinegard, you say Roglic. Um, White jersey is a little bit irrelevant because it's also probably potentially going to be the red jersey. So who are you backing for red jersey? Well, Vinegard isn't red jersey, is he? Or Roglic? Or myself, obviously. I mean, white jersey. White. Um... So it's like Ayuso, Almeida. Um, who else is there? In that case, I go. I uh, go. Remco. Oof. Yeah, Remco. I go Remco White. Timon. Nah, Rem- he's, he's still in there. I think. Yeah, Remco White. I'm going. You go Remco. All right. Uh, I go Ayuso then. Solid. Third last year. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Um, mate, I'm going to get in before you on the red jersey because it's, uh, it's a dog-eat-dog world. So I'm going to go for um, Jonas. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not. going outside the box here. I'm just going... I learned my lesson after the the, the betting in... It's all predictions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going down the Duplusky route. Yeah, no, fair one. Um, you'd be the first guy to do Tour of Alta double since... Well, Froomey did it once, didn't he? Hmm. Um, and before that, it was like a long time. Because it's a hard, I'd say it's the hardest one to do. Giro Walter would be the easiest. Giro Tour, actually no, Giro Tour is harder, I'd say, than Tour of Walter to win. Yeah, I, because I agree, yeah. I'd say the Tour is the hardest, so to do that as your second, to then win that after doing the Giro, I think is, is um, super hard, actually. So... Yeah, so Tor Volta second hardest thing to do. To be fair, they're all pretty hard, aren't they? Just to win the one <laughs> bloody thing, but just just um, to ride one. Never mind win one. Winning two is just selfish. <laughs> yeah, in the same year. Uh, yeah, Vinegar, good shout. Um, do I have to choose one? Yep. Oh, I'm taking myself out of this, but I'd say uh, I'd probably go Roglic. Yeah, this is swaying a lot towards yeah. the jumbo, isn't it? Sadly. It is. It is. And if they did do it, I don't know when. It'd be a big stat, this, but if it'd be the first team to win all three Grand Tours in the same year, I would have thought. Yeah, that's one for you listeners. Has that been done before? I'm sure it has yeah. somewhere along the line if you go back far enough. But but also to win all three in a tour in any year, not by the same rider. That's pretty special. Yeah, well, you'd have to do it with at least two, wouldn't you? Nowadays, yeah. There's, n- there's no way one guy could do all three. Like, so you're going Roglic. Now we move on to the KOM jersey. Now this is a bit of a throwing a dartboard blindfolded, and it? it's a tough one. Unless you go a GC guy, pure, you know, which has been the case in recent Grand Tours, hasn't it? That the GC guy wins the KOM jersey, but I feel like this. Vuelta has a lot of opportunities for breakaways, so I'm not going to pick a GC guy. 
I'm going to pick. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even looked at the start list, mate, but whoa, I think you can go completely rogue now. Someone like... Who was that? Um, I'm sure... What, what did an Australian dude win Tour de Land recently? Michael Storer. What's his name now? Storer, yeah. FDJ. Okay, I will. Did he win Tour de Land? I'm, I'm not going he in, did, mate. Yeah, he did, but, and he is riding. Yeah, I think he could He could do something. I don't think he's going to win the polka dot, but um, he'll have a good day or two. Like, he's a proper climber, isn't he? And there's some proper climbing stages here. So, just looking at them now briefly, the Queen stage, I don't know what they're saying to Queen stage. I, I'd probably say stage 13, which does, um, which finishes on Tourmalade. Over 4,000 metres climbing in 134k. That's gnarly. And then you've got Anglaru as well. Another standout one. Super steep. And that's 124k over 3,000 metres. So, but the first, like, what is that? What, 65k? You finally, well, you do a bit of climbing, but so it's all at the end. But some big days, boy. Oh, mate. It's outrageous. I, I got a name for you. I'm going, uh, yeah, he's quite out there. Leonard Kamnar from Bora. He's a great climber. He loves a breakaway. Ah, no chance, mate. No, no, hear me through, brother. Great climber, loves a breakaway, isn't in for the GC hunt, hasn't really got a sprinter to support. I don't think he's really got a GC guy to support, so he's going to be left far off the chain and he's going to win the points to yeah. KOM jersey. They, they got Vlasov, haven't they? But True, true. Forgot about him. Forgot about him. He, he, for sure, he's, he's good, like you say. I think he could win a stage, but... Did I want to stage the Tour de France before this man? Yeah, yeah. Not a quality rider. Shouldn't dismiss him just like that, but... Also... Um, what am I going to do? Well, whilst you're thinking of your man, you've got a, a bit of a rogue participant starting the, the Vuelta as well in Sam Gaze. Do you know who that is, G? Sam Gaze? Yeah. Do you know who that is? No, mate. So Sam Gaze finished second in the Mountain Bike World Championships to Tom... He's done, he rides for Albersin to Kunik. He's done seven, only 17 race days this year, 11 last year, 15 the year before, six the day before. So what I'm, what I'm getting at here, hang on. This guy's done like 50 race days on the road in the past five, six years. So he's a mountain bike weapon and he's riding the welter. Interesting little angle, isn't it? Just... Yeah, just thought Alperson always have a few rogue guys. Just like thought that, I'd right? drop that in there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I think he'll go well on like some of those hard days, not super. So just look at them now. Something like stage eight is just like oh, up and down all day. Stage twenty is bloody hard as well. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Just another guy it? from that. He's gonna he's like mountain bike cyclocross family who. Is obviously trying to give it a bit of a crack at the end of the season. So we know some pretty good riders have come from that. So see how he goes. What about Jay Vine? Is he riding? Jay Vine? Is he riding? Bear with me. Because he obviously um, on on for winning it last year, wasn't he, till he crashed? Oh, yeah. Um, he could he could be there or there. Jay, Jay Vine is not riding. Yeah. What about... Who have FDJ got apart from that Stora dude? Stora, Rudy Mollard. Roman Gregor, Lenny Martinez, Lorenzo Germani, a couple of Brits in Sam Watson and Lewis Askey, and Clement Davi. 
I don't see any standout. No. Hey, what about DSM? That is, um, I'm not saying he's going to win the poke dot, but um, Only is that is Only Mate, right? DSM got three bits Brit starting, which is mega. They got um, Pool? Max Pool, Oscar Only, and Sean Flynn, who are all uh, all really young Brits. So, yeah, I'm sure probably if I was a better man, three of them are making their grand grand tour. They're all debutants, so yeah. Yeah, Max Pool had a strong start to the year actually, and Only was riding well in Poland. Mate, so, yeah, um, these boys are good. They'll have a good These race. boys are legit, yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out for those boys. I'm just avoiding answering the questions. Oh, so hang on. No clue, Mate, so. I'm an absolute tool. I said uh, Jay Vine isn't riding. He is riding. Because I was looking I was looking for him under the Alpacin de Kunic team. But obviously he doesn't ride for them anymore. Hence, <laughs> hence, I'm a tool. Yeah. So yeah, he is riding, mate. All right. I'm, I might just go for him, even though I don't think he will, but... I think he'll have a go. So, right. unless he tries to ride, he won't try. Will he try to ride GC? But and they've got Almeida and Ayuso. Bar day, well. mate. Ah, yeah, potentially. Actually, he's a bit of. I'll go bar day. I'll go bar day. Do it for the French. Keep them happy. Yeah, then. mega. All right. Well, uh, anything else to add? One more question from me. Yeah, TTT. Who's going to win that? Ineos Grenadiers, baby. Oh, nice, good chat. Mate, come on, I'm backing you boys. You haven't you haven't got the anchor holding you back anymore. He's in Germany. Off you go. <laughs> Fucking send it. Yeah. <laughs> Quality. Yeah, it'll be interesting that one. I don't I really need to see the start list really, don't I? But obviously it's be the usual suspects though, won't it? Quick step, jumbo, us. Um Jaco normally have a good one, but I don't know what their teams are. Do you like. know what? I'd stop. Apparently, I'd stop there. Another three teams you'd name. I think one of them's going to win. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll... Uh... UAE? Nah, no, you're snapping. Really. You guys, yeah. Quick Step and Jumbo, it's one of you three. You'd probably put Jumbo as Bucky's favourites, to be honest. Um, but when you actually break it down, look at the names on paper, the Bucky's don't know what they're talking about. Ineos Grandia is coming at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on paper we've, we're looking good, so hopefully it stays on paper. Yeah, mate, come on. i got faith in you. The town bell is just going off out the window. That means people got to put their clothes back on out there. So on that note, mate, I wish you the best of luck and we'll whack some more pods out during the welter, eh? Yeah, tidy. Cheers, boy. I'll try, I'll try and do a bit more homework before the next one. Well, I would have ridden it, so yeah, easily done. Yeah. When are we going to do it? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I've got a tour of Germany, so and then I'll have another stage race, hopefully, so I won't be too busy. So it's more on you, mate. I mean, you're riding the Vuelta a Spanish, the, uh, the Vuelta a Spania, for goodness sake. <laughs> for crying, for out, crying loud. out loud. <laughs> uh, on a final note, just looking at this performance plan, right, that, that had a bit of info on it. And at the top, it's got a picture of us all. They must have tweeted this picture, but whoever is in charge of Photoshopping has done a terrible job of Egan. I don't know what has happened there. I think Max could do a better job at the old Photoshop. His, his head's almost as big as mine for a start, which is totally wrong, isn't it? Yeah, so whoever you are, if you're in the office listening, Geraint said you did a terrible job. I sorted out. Hang on, I'm clicking on it now. Yes, yeah, he does look like a meathead. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't want to fight him. I just clicked on the picture now. Oh, it's worth that. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, call him out, G. Sweet. All right, then. Well, have, have a good one in Germany, mate. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Stay in touch. And uh, we'll speak in a couple of days. All right, All right but ta-da. Ta-da, ta-da. Place where you belong.